Welcome to the Rural Revitalization Network podcast, and I am your host, Pastor Rob Beckett. The Rural Revitalization Network is committed to encouraging pastors, churches, and communities throughout rural America to engage, equip, and empower through local resources to build God's church. Today we have Pastor Elaine Briefman with us, and she is uh, here, and she is going to be talking about um, just uh, some of the mental challenges and struggles that pastors have in their day-to-day work in in the churches, and we are going to be talking to her about that. She is a a pastor, author, speaker. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist. Uh, She's in California, but... uh, (laughs) But she's in uh, California doing good work out there, and uh, we are just honored to have her with us today. We want to welcome you, Pastor Elaine. Thank you so much, Pastor Rob. And yeah, you can't hold it against me. We have a mass migration from California to Texas. Well, to Texas and all sorts of places. So yeah, a lot of us are trying to get out of here. Right, right. Well, (laughs) yeah, we won't get into that, but there's some things I would understand why. But anyway, (laughs) uh, but we are glad to have you with us today. Uh, on the Rural Revitalization Network, uh, we just want to help encourage and build up pastors, people that are in leadership in the church. Um, it, it would even help uh, board members and, and anyone leading any, any part of this. Uh, something that I have noticed, Pastor Elaine, we're going to get right into this. I have noticed that there's a lot of organizations that, man, right now, it seems like revitalization is the, is the wildfire thing that a lot of people are getting on the bandwagon and taking off and, and getting part of this. And a lot of them are talking about uh, planning and replanning and doing this and doing that, but very few, if any, are talking about the pastor's emotional, mental and spiritual health. And today, I, w- I would like for us just for a few minutes to be talking about some of those things. And, and that is where you can key in. And we just want to uh, tap into your resource and for you to help us with that today. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you right off, uh, with, with people that are pastors and are leading churches or working in churches, there are so many pressures, hidden pressures that nobody knows about, that the leaders and the pastors hold into themselves. And can you talk about just for a moment what some of that, you know, some of that thinking that they may have and how we, how we can try to reverse that? Absolutely. It's, yeah, a very, very prolific problem. And as you know, pastors don't share a lot of what they go through because they don't have a mentor or somebody that they feel they can trust. Mm. And they have all this stuff rolling around inside of their head, which creates a tension and will actually interfere with their effectiveness eventually. And the layers, like you said, of the pressures, um, you know, they have pressure from their family, they have pressure from their coworkers, they have pressure from their volunteer staff, pressures from the community. And, and if they're not really in a place where they can be authentic about that and share, then they start, um, well, they'll, they won't be as effective as they could be and they won't enjoy it as much. Yeah, don't, don't you think that 
the mentality and and let's go back uh, 25, 30, 50 years ago. The mentality was if you as a pastor in leadership, you don't show those things. You you have this big badge of armor that that, you know, that stuff doesn't affect you. But but I'm thankful that, um, yes, we had the armor of God on us, but that doesn't mean that we can't um, say to confidants and to ones that we can trust. Uh, and, and actually, it's healthy to talk to other people and say, hey, I need, I need to chat. I need to talk. Can, can you speak into that? Yes, absolutely. I think authenticity has become a new buzzword where people really like it, but they're not sure how authentic they can be mm. and, and what the risk is. If I'm genuinely authentic, what's the fallout? And I know many years ago, I had a coworker um, at this one church where I was working and she said, I'm afraid to say anything because I don't want to get fired. Mm. And I think that's a very common thought that I'm going to, if I'm authentic about my junk, I'm going to lose my job. And that's an, a, a higher pressure. And, and yet being authentic is so, is so valuable to the people that you're speaking to because then they can relate to you at a deeper level. It also keeps you from having that high pressure of being on a pedestal, but really being able to temper that with, I'm not going to be so authentic that it's just grandiosity mm. and, and, and shock value, which you see sometimes in the world today. Right. So I, I know in my church and my, some of folks sort of tease me about it, and and my wife tells me sometimes I'm too. Um, but one thing I say a lot is I, I just want to be transparent to you. In other words, I just want to be. And and sometimes she's like, Rob, you're just a hair too transparent. <laughs> so, but the thing is, the one and 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 what some of my folks have told me that they actually appreciate me because they understand that I'm not trying to be Superman. I'm not trying to be. Uh, you know, know it all and, and have all the answers uh, that I go through emotional junk just like anybody else. And there's days uh, I, I know I'm going to shock some people and some pastors that have probably never thought this in their life. But but there's been days when I, you know, it's like, oh, man, we have a Wednesday night service I got to go to or, oh, man, I, you know, uh, I. I hate the word to use the word dread, but, but almost dread. And it's like, oh, we got to do this and get it over with. But there are times when you feel like that and you have to have somebody to be able to open up to and to, to talk to. And I think that, you know, there's a, there's a difference. And I just, I'm just saying this just because of my mm -hmm. professional stance, there's a difference between commiseration where we're going to sit around and talk about how bad it is to be a pastor. Right. And actually going to mentorship and saying, how do I cope with these days when I feel this way? Mm -hmm. And and I and I really think that that's that's something that needs to be in the back of your mind all the time. When I go to vent to somebody, it's not strictly for commiseration, because that will keep you on that path. That you know, there's a venting possibility. And I had a friend one time, and I called her, and and when she said hello, I said hi. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to vent, and when I'm done. I want you to say, wow, that must be really hard. And I don't want you to say anything else. I don't want you to try to fix me or fix it or give me advice, but I got to just vent about the situation. And when I was done, she said, wow, that must be really hard. And I said, you know what? It really is. Thank you for listening. So sometimes we just need someone mm. to listen. Yeah, yeah. Then sometimes we need someone who's really genuinely a mentor, who's going to mentor us into that next um, point of the journey. 
and, and really having clarity about what you're needing in that moment is super helpful as well. So that, and that's, that's the, one of the very reasons, one of the core reasons why the network was created. The network for just that word is a, uh, because uh, being a, a small rural pastor myself, there has been times I felt like I was on an island by myself. I was like, where is anybody else? And, and just about every pastor has felt that at one time or another. And so the network is, and that's the reason we have cohorts. That's the reason we have these things. Uh, so that we can come together, share with each other, just, just be community with each other. Uh, sometimes, you know, uh, we don't come together to complain about anything. We just come together and share. It's like camaraderie and, and things like this. But what those things do is help um, build us with a healthier mindset. Now I'm getting into keywords that you talk about. Mindset, heart posture, you know, all these. And actually, how about that? What, what are, in, in the work that you do, can you talk about and touch on how in keeping a pastor or leader healthy and and the emotional, spiritual, and all that, can you talk about some of those key things that you work on? Yes, absolutely. The four basic things that I talk about are mindset, heart posture, skill set, and then mentorship. And as you notice, three of those are are kind of internal stuff. You know, I'm going to work on me stuff, and then one is just skill. And when we talk about mindset, that's really understanding how much am I able to operate out of what is true and what is factual versus what I'm feeling mm. and, mm. and really stepping back at any time and saying, okay, I'm feeling this way. Are my feelings accurate for the situation? And what, what is the best analytical, critical thinking thing to do? What is in line with the truth? And pastors get a ton more negativity than they do positivity from people and to not and to learn to how how to respond rather than react to say i'm going to choose to respond in a certain way and so that's mindset heart posture is just you as a person your personal relationship with god how healthy is that how much time do you spend how much energy do you actually protect for your own self now i know for me when i was doing a lot of teaching and preaching that when I would ever, whenever I would read something, I would go, oh, that would preach really well, or oh, that would be really great for so-and-so, or that, and it was really hard to say, okay, this is a time for me. I need to, and, and to just rebuke the enemy who's trying to tempt me to not spend time with God, and, and that takes a lot of energy, and sometimes we think, oh, this stuff should all come easy because we've been doing it for a gazillion years, and we've got all the training, and this and that, but to say, okay, we are human, and even Jesus was tempted, and to say, we are not, we are not above Jesus. So we shouldn't think that we're never going to get tempted. And when we are just acknowledge it and, and do whatever it takes to, I mean, I go on like long walks to, to be able to exercise my Sabbath and really focus on if God is walking next to me, what are you saying to me? And just focus on him and, and make that genuine effort. That, that is probably, and I'm now I'm going to be transparent is that's probably my one of my biggest um, obstacles is I'm not, I'm trying to do so many other things that I'm not taking my time to be able to take those walks or to look at those trees. Or it, It's funny, my wife, we can be driving down the road and, and we're going down and she's like, oh, look at that pretty sky. And I'm like, okay, you know, or look at those pre weeds. 
She looks at weeds and it's like, oh, aren't those beautiful? And I'm like, they're weeds. But I understand sometimes I wish I had that allness of I can just take in the moment and, and do that. The, the act of being present is challenging for a lot of people that are in service-oriented jobs. And the idea of being present, so I'm just going to give you a quick, a quick tip here. When you're having difficulty just being centered and being present in the now, look at your five senses and f- look at five things you can see, hmm. four things you can hear, three things you can feel, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. By the time you've gone through that exercise, you'll be in the present moment in the now. You'll get out of your head and you'll be able to be in the now and just be present and not be thinking and planning about the next thing or worrying about something else. And it's been very, very helpful for a lot of people. Wow. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So mindset, heart posture. Right. And then skill set. So when we talk about skill set, what I personally teach about is professional skills. So I took a professional speaking course, a very intensive, highly expensive <laughs> speaking speaking skills because we have the most important message on the planet. Right. And to be able to take what all those professional speakers are using and apply them to our message is, is a powerful tool that I think many preachers have overlooked in the past years. And I, and I love being able to say we, we're going to articulate well. We're going to learn how adults think, how they receive, how they uh, learn and then use some of those skills to be able to enhance our messages so that they'll be able to receive them and act on them, I think. Um, and that goes to that concept of, you know, how do we get people to, to volunteer? How do we, without using shame or guilt? So that's mm-hmm. my, my, my go-to thing. I love teaching to just invite people to um, experience something without using shame or guilt. Yeah. So mindset, heart posture, skill set. I also teach stuff like vision and mission statements and that kind of stuff and long year, you know, 10 year planning and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and also lifestyle, you know, what is the lifestyle? I think that's one thing that people don't think about in the ministry. What does my lifestyle, what do I want it to look like in the ministry? So that, that goes again, how do I protect myself mm-hmm. and my own lifestyle? And then the last thing is mentorship. The Bible's full of verses about uh, the wise and foolish people and the concepts of getting counsel and good counsel and repeated counsel hmm. and to have mentor or mentors. Um, I recently paid a ton of money to have a mentor who I really, really valued. And he was a famous guy, but I got one-on-one time with him and he was able to speak into me and speak into my ministry and just encourage me in ways that I don't think anybody else could. And, and, be, and I chose him because he lives his life with a why not attitude about what God is capable of doing. And I needed somebody in my life who continued to hold that dream for me, Mm. that God is capable of doing anything. And if I maintain that, why not? Why not try something new? Why not go here? Why not believe again about the possibilities of what God can do? That sounds like another episode. You know, (laughs) that sounds like another episode for us to talk about. I just, I just took notes. I'm just letting you know. And uh, we may be talking about that, but um, so that's good. I, um, I know that uh, I've actually been part of uh, some of this, uh, the masterclass that you offer. And I know that you have earned your money uh, with some of the stuff with me that I have, that I've been a case study that, <laughs> that sometimes you're like, Rob, Rob, <laughs> but you know what? I appreciate it though. And, and the thing is, it's making me a better leader uh, on the end of it. 
Uh, now I'm going to give a selfish uh, plug for you for for this masterclass that you offer. Um, she generally offers like twice a year, about like something like that, right? Twice yeah. a year, this masterclass, and you go into it, and I had no, I've never taken a masterclass before. And uh, I went into this, and and one of the first sessions, I believe it was the first session, is is she asked, "What do you want to get out of this?" And at the end of it, "What do you hope to accomplish?" And uh, some of those things were, "I want to be a better speaker. I want to be able to, uh, you know, just do better in my job and what I do." And I, I hope that um, I'm doing that, that I'm I've come farther than what what I was. Uh, but I'm telling you, it pastor is it never hurts well it can only help to bounce off someone else to have someone that you allow to speak into you and they're allowed to say within reason anything in other words if you're out of bounds or if you're they can say hey rob you're you're getting out of bounds here um, well, I, I I need to couch that a little bit because inside the masterclass, typically, you know, it's a very kind training. Yes. And I think one of the like one of the things that I that I that I train everybody on is how to use I statements instead of you statements, mm -hmm. and having and being able to tell your personal experience from an I statement perspective, and and being able to do that in a kind way. So it's not right. like I'm in there. Yep. You know, no, 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 no. But but you do you do you you keep me in bounds sometimes. But but what that's what I was getting ready to lead to is I didn't know what to expect going into this, but it is actually it's enjoyable. It's fun. I'm just going to say it's fun. You get to meet, and I've I've already been building relationships as far as getting to know other people in uh, in this master class, and I feel like we're making connection, and so. It's so beneficial in so many different ways. Um, and at the end of it, hopefully, you are accomplished uh, what you hope to gain uh, going into this thing. And I believe that I'm doing that. So I'm just giving a plug for you that you didn't ask me for, and I'm just telling you. Um, but, uh, folks, as a pastor, it's all seriousness. All, as a pastor, as a leader, you need someone to speak to. You need someone that you can share and you can, and 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 there's times when we do come on there and you're just like you know what i'm having a really rough day and we can we can just pause for a minute and say okay let's let's look at this for a minute and because that's exactly what it's for right. that is what we need yes we're here for each other and uh, and and one thing i will say about pastor elaine is uh there's times that she needs the same thing reciprocal from us. And, and so it's it becomes like a family is what it is. So I want to encourage you to look up uh, up on her website and, and her social media stuff. And I'm going to give her a chance to do uh, tell you all that. And uh, look her up. Uh, talk to her. She'll, she'll schedule time for you. And all she wants to do is help pastors. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much for that. Yes. Uh, if my masterclass, like you said, only is open twice a year at the most. And that's because I, I walk people through this process. And every week we go in and we have live Zooms and talk about really the journey of becoming healthier people. And my website is fishing, the number four, fishingfortruth.com, fishingfortruth.com. And there is a a link on the top that says masterclass and you can click on that and get on the wait list if it's if we're in between classes that way you'll be notified when the next one opens 
and it would be a pleasure to be able to talk to you and see if that's a good fit for you. I think we have right now seven ordained pastors in there um, from different denominations, which is kind of cool. Um, and then we have a lot of entrepreneurial leaders and parachurch leaders, uh, and, and you get to meet people and they're all from across the country. We have from Southern California um, to North Carolina yeah. and everywhere in between. So yeah. right yeah. now we got one that's in Africa. Yes, yes, yes. She's missionary. She's she's speaking as a missionary in Africa, but she hasn't yeah. lived there. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. really cool. So she will actually do her lives and come in and join us from Africa while she's on her trip, which is really awesome. Yeah. So one more thing that I do want to mention. So you do have a book. You have mm -hmm. a book that they, that anyone can get. They can get it. Uh, well, you can tell about it. They can get it on Amazon. They can get a hard copy, whatever they want to do. You want to tell about that? Yes, I made the ebook. 99 cents, 99 cents so that you can get the ebook copy because I want everybody to have a copy. So I took all the things that I say in therapy over and over and over again, people would come in and I had to repeat myself because most people needed just some basic information about counseling. I put that all in a book. It's a workbook format and explains in very, I, just like you were sitting across the room from me, it's very, you know, open conversation. And then I have questions and every one or two pages is its own section. You can open the book anywhere. It doesn't have to be a process read it and answer the questions that would apply to your life today you can go to amazon to look that up or you can go to, again to my website and it'll show you i have it in spanish as well the ebook in spanish and i do have a hard copy um if you're interested in that um, you can contact me directly also and um and i would be happy to make sure that you get great one. great great so uh again welcome uh thank you for listening to this episode of rural revitalization podcast and we are just so thankful to have pastor elaine with us today i hope you enjoyed it. i hope you've got some information i hope you uh, look her up uh, go to our website which is ruralrevitalization.net and go and check out the resources check out all the things we have to offer uh, go and read about the, the book coming out in the fall uh, fanning the revitalization flame we're looking forward to that i'm looking forward to getting a, a copy into your hands and we're just here to encourage you. I would just want to remind you that you are not alone, that we're here for you. That's the reason we're here. But more than that, God is here for you. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to bless each and every one today. We want to thank you today, and we'll see you on our next episode. You can go and send us a message on our email address at rural.revitalization.ky at gmail.com. Go to our Facebook page, Rural Revitalization Network. And also you can go to our website and look at podcasts, uh, read articles, uh, see other things that we can um, uh, give you some resources for at rural-revitalization.network.